We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things with former Chiefs reporter B.J. Kissel, giving you all the stats, stories, rankings, and records you can handle for the next 30 minutes. 10 Things is presented by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. For the baseball or softball player you know who is looking to get better, call KC Strength and Conditioning. This is what they do. And now... Let's go to BJ Kissel for the latest installment of 10 Things. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? How about that? The Chiefs claim their third Super Bowl title in franchise history with the 38-35 win over the Eagles on Sunday night, a game full of legendary moments and storylines that we'll all be talking about for the rest of our lives. That's what sports all are about, right? And I hope everyone listening is as appreciative and mindful of how special this time is in Chiefs Kingdom as a Chiefs fan. Few fan bases out there can really understand uh, what this consistent level of success uh, looks like. You start throwing the word dynasty around. I know Patrick Mahomes was asked about it after the game and said, I'm not going to use that word, but two Super Bowls in four years, three appearances, and that they aren't done yet. The fact that this team is set up for continued success for so many reasons we have all offseason to get into with what Brett Veach, Andy Reid, uh, this entire personnel staff, coaching staff, the way this thing is set up is very, very special. In fact, that it's led by a 27-year-old quarterback whose career, yes, his career and the achievements that he's had in five years as a starting quarterback is already being discussed as being top three, top four ever, and that he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he ended his career right now. This is just bonkers to think about. The hell of a journey that's already begun, and the plane is just reaching cruising altitude for how this special this is going to be. Appreciate everybody for hanging out for this episode of 10 Things presented by our friends at KC Strength and Conditioning. I'm BJ Kissel. And if you know someone who needs baseball or softball training, ages 8 to 18 in the Kansas City area, call my friend John Renzi at 913-638960. John and his staff have sent hundreds of players to college and to the pros. They know what they're doing. They'll treat you the right way. So again, if you need baseball or softball, next level conditioning, training, prep, whatever it is, call my friends at KC Strength and Conditioning and they will take care of you. All right, this show right here is about information, stats, records, nuggets, and just those fun little things to make you look smarter to your friends. These are, it's been one of my favorite shows that we do uh, throughout this season. First time we've done this, please let me know in the comment section on YouTube 
or please leave us a review and let us know if you like this show, if you like this kind of content, it's kind of different in a podcast feel, but I know a lot of people just like to know the meat. They just like to know the info and that's what this show is about. So let's get to the 10 things. Uh, actually, it's 12. I don't know we've actually had 10 things in any of the shows titled 10 things. It's always 12, 15, whatever. So uh, package it into 12. Uh, kind of extrapolated some segments for like Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just kind of put everything under one for them. But we've got 12 things actually in this episode uh, to make you look smarter, your friend. Just fun little nuggets. Uh, let's start here with number one. And that is the Chiefs secure the franchise's third Lombardi trophy with that 38-35 win in Super Bowl 57. Uh, it's obviously second Super Bowl championship over the past four years. And the Chiefs have now become one of just 10 NFL teams with three or more Super Bowl championships. Again, the Chiefs are now just one of 10 teams in NFL history or in the NFL with three or more Super Bowl titles. Obviously, two of those coming over the last four years with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and company. All right, moving on to number two with the 38-35 victory over the Eagles. Andy Reid now joins an exclusive fraternity of head coaches who have led their teams to multiple Super Bowl wins. Reid becomes the 14th coach to accomplish this feat and is one of just two who are still actively coaching in the NFL along with, not a huge surprise, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Andy Reid's two Super Bowl championships are tied for the fifth most in NFL history alongside guys like Tom Flores, Jimmy Johnson, George Seifert, Mike Shanahan, Tom Coughlin, Bill Parcells, Tom Landry, Don Shula, and Andy Reid. If Andy and company gets another one next week, or excuse me, next year, not next week, uh, next year, uh, Andy Reid would then tie Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs, who each have three Super Bowl titles amongst themselves. So let's move along to number three. Sorry, you can hear my dogs going crazy. That is, they're the neighborhood watch. So uh, I will try and calm down a little bit so the dogs will quit barking. Uh, here's I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. All right, let's move on to number three. Uh, fun one here, little nugget. With appearances in the Super Bowl on Sunday night, Travis Kelsey and James Winchester both recorded their 18th postseason game in a Chiefs uniform, extending their franchise record as Harrison Butker and Chris Jones have each appeared in their 15th career postseason games with the Chiefs, moving into a tie for the third most postseason appearances in team history. And then Patrick Mahomes and Derek Nottie each appeared in their 14th career postseason game for the team, tying for the sixth most in franchise history. Ex expect those kinds of things to continue as the Chiefs continue finding success and getting into the playoffs. All right, let's move on to the Patrick Mahomes section of uh, this week's show, number four here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes completed 21 of 27 passes for 182 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions. Good for a 131.8 passer rating. His performance earned him his second career Pete Rozelle trophy as the Super Bowl's most valuable player. It marked his 10th career postseason game with a 100 or more passer rating, tied for the third most in NFL history. His 131.8 passer rating is the third best single game mark in club postseason history. And with his three touchdown passes, Mahomes now owns 35 career postseason passing touchdowns, eighth most in NFL history. His three passing touchdowns tie for the fourth most in a single postseason game in franchise history. And his 77.8 completion percentage ranks as the highest completion percentage in a postseason game in team history. 
and it becomes the first quarterback since Kurt Warner to win the MVP, the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl MVP in the same season. There's going to be an entire offseason of really digging into Patrick Mahomes in the first five years of his career as a starter and how bonkers it is, saying it off the top of the show, that if his career ended right now, he would still be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he has not hit his 28th birthday yet. So we talk about context, not or contextualizing greatness and not taking any of this for granted. It's things like that uh, when you start talking about that just makes it all the more special. And things like this, again, uh, the only, I guess, two players with more 100 or better passer ratings in postseason games in NFL history are Joe Montana and Tom Brady. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has passed Drew Brees, Brett Favre, uh, Russell Wilson and Troy Aikman uh, as guys who did not have as many 100 or better passer rating performances in NFL postseason games and NFL history. Um, and yeah, the last one, I mentioned this as well, as far as touchdown passes, his 35 currently ranks 8th. The guys ahead of him, Ben Roethlisberger, has 36 career touchdown passes in the postseason, Drew Brees with 37, Peyton Manning with 40, Brett Favre with 44, and then Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers both have 45 touchdown passes in the postseason. And Tom Brady way up there um, with 88 career touch. I mean, Tom Brady almost double the amount of second place um, in Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers for the most touchdown passes for a player in postseason history. So looking towards next year, three games in the postseason, averaging a couple of touchdowns on the low end, getting six touchdowns, they get back to the Super Bowl, that would put him at 41, which would be uh, fifth place all-time for the most touchdowns in NFL history. Jeez, uh, he could get to... There's a very real possibility, even if they have a struggle one of the next few years, that Patrick Mahomes fin- is sitting in second place with the most touchdown passes for a player in NFL postseason history behind only Tom Brady before he turns 30 years old. Uh, he would only need 11 touchdown passes over the next three years in the postseason for that to be the case. Um, if he stays healthy... No reason to believe that that's not likely, if not kind of a given at this point. No, anything can happen, but let's be real here about what we're witnessing and what we've seen so far. All right, moving on to number five, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey combined for another score. With Mahomes finding Travis Kelsey for an 18-yard touchdown to get the Chiefs on the board right off the top of that game, kind of a response to uh, the Eagles going down and, and making it look kind of easy on their first drive. Big couple, I think it was a couple of third down conversions. Another big drag route to Devonta Smith where he got the big hit out of bounds from Justin Reed uh, across the middle there. It was a big play for them early, but Chiefs went right down and scored. And that pitch and catch between Mahomes and Kelsey marked their 14th career touchdown connection between the two as they sit in second place, only behind Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski who between the two of them own 15 career connections in the postseason. So they Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes would just need two more scores in the postseason between the two to have the most between any quarterback tight end touchdown connections in the postseason. Moving on to number six, also Travis Kelsey. He extends his touch or his reception streak with six receptions in Sunday's Super Bowl. Kelsey recorded his 18th consecutive postseason game with three or more receptions accomplishing the feat in every postseason game of his career. Kelsey's streak of 18 games with three or more receptions sits as an NFL postseason record. He finished the game with those six receptions for 81 yards and the touchdown. And so Travis Kelsey, again, extending his record 
sitting there in second place is a guy named Jerry Rice, uh, who had 16 straight games in the postseason with three or more receptions. Travis Kelsey already with 18. After Jerry Rice, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Jay Novacek, and not just tight ends. We're talking receivers, tight ends, everybody. Uh, pretty special from Travis Kelsey. Let's move on to number seven here, and that is with an 18-yard touchdown in Sunday's game. Kelsey now has 16 career touchdown catches, extending his postseason franchise record as far as the Chiefs are receiving touchdowns by a player in the postseason. But with that touchdown, he has now passed Rob Gronkowski for the most touchdown catches by a tight end in NFL postseason history and is now in sole possession of the second most touchdown receptions by any pass catcher in postseason history, trailing only Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice in his 22 touchdown reception. So again, Travis Kelsey, most tight end, the most touchdown catches in the postseason NFL history by any tight end and is only six touchdowns shy of tying Jerry Rice for the most receiving touchdowns by a player at any position in NFL history. If Travis Kelsey wants to continue playing for a few more years, that would be a very special record that he would be right there with, along with the one uh, between him and um, Patrick Mahomes between the two of them. They, again, they just need two touchdowns to have that record. It's also worth noting per Shiel uh, Kapadia on Twitter, that based on awesome, this is a team stat, but based on offensive success rate, the Chiefs' offensive performance was t- on Sunday was tied for the sixth best of any team this season. That's out of a sample of 568 games. So not just Chiefs' game, but all games, sixth best. It was the Chiefs' best game based on success rate all season. The Eagles' defense, this vaunted defense that is very good, don't get me wrong, uh, was held without a sack for only the second time all season. This was a group that was, I believe, five sacks shy, excuse me, coming into the Super Bowl of having the most sacks of any team in NFL history between the regular season and the postseason combined. That part of the game and that storyline that we talked about so much, that everybody talked about so much, was also heard by the Chiefs' offensive line and guys like Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. that have been ca- catching a lot of flack from a lot of people all season long for them to come out and not just play well, but dominate a group that was considered not just one of the best in the NFL this year, but talking about in context of the most sacks of any defense ever, that performance by the Chiefs offensive line should not go unnoticed. I don't think it has. There's been a lot of credit talking about Andy Heck, the Chiefs offensive line coach, a lot of those guys. You got to give all of the context. That's why it's so hard with so many people stepping up. It's the beauty Of winning a Super Bowl, it takes everybody, but it's also the problem of then having to give credit because you always feel like you're leaving somebody out. But the Chiefs' offensive line should be leading this charge along with Patrick Mahomes and company. But again, the sixth best performance in terms of offensive success rate by any team against any other team in the NFL this year happened in the Super Bowl, and it was the Chiefs' offense going up against historically great defense. Again, just to add more context to how special that performance was. All right, let's move on to number eight. This is a section about the rookies. Chance for Brett Veach to take another bow. He's been getting his flowers all year for this draft class and what they've been able to do um, and reloading a team full of a bunch of rookies on the defense, especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, that played a lot of minutes, made plays, and got it done. And let's 
start with some of the guys who scored, and then we'll get into guys like Josh Williams, who I thought played a sneaky, great game, made some big plays uh, physically on the outside against this Eagles run game. Uh, but rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco, let's start with him. He recorded his one-yard touchdown run to open the game's second half and marked the first postseason touchdown of his career. Um, hadn't scored in the last couple of games, but Pacheco finished this game with 15 carries for 76 yards uh, with the one-yard touchdown. I had joked on social media during the game that with all the problems the NFL was having with the field and players slipping, that Isaiah Pacheco didn't seem to be having that problem because he was running so hard and he was digging those cleats so hard into the ground that he was not going to slip. That guy, for anyone who's ever heard Andy Reid talk about energy givers, uh, and not energy vampires, talking about the John Gordon book, uh, Energy Bus, that I know Andy Reid gave out to all of his coaches years ago. Uh, fantastic book for anybody out there who's listening, uh, not just for sports, but for anybody in any walk of life. Uh, fantastic book. Had a chance to read it myself, but um, Isaiah Pacheco is the definition of an energy giver, the way he runs, the way he hypes his teammates up, just love about love everything about it. And I saw this on Twitter uh, on Monday morning for our friend Eric Galco, the executive director of the East West Shrine Bowl that we had just spent a week out in Vegas with a couple weeks ago while we were out there for the AFC Championship game. Uh, it's also the East West Shrine Bowl is the event that we interviewed Isaiah Pacheco at last January um, and was one of the standout interviews that we all remembered. So when the Chiefs took him in the seventh round, we were thrilled because we had an interview with him, but also that uh, he was a guy that we remembered. Um, never forget, we asked him what his favorite play from college was, and he talked about a pass pearl rep. It's a guy that put up big numbers, made a lot of plays in college, uh, and ask him, what's your favorite play from college? He talked about a blitz pickup. Uh, that just kind of told us his mindset. But uh, what Eric Galco tweeted out is that uh, Isaiah Pacheco is the first rookie running back since 1988 to be drafted after the top 32 picks to have 75 or more yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And again, Brett Veach and the Chiefs stole Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round um, of the draft last year. And again, say that one more time, Isaiah Pacheco is the first rookie running back since 1988. Uh, What is that, 30-something years? 35 years? To basically not be a first-round pick uh, to have 75 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So not only was he not picked 33, he was picked in the seventh round and still achieved that special right there. And staying along the rookie, Sky Moore grabs the first touchdown of his career, made a hell of a time to do it as he got his four-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter of the game. Uh, again, that beautiful play design that afterwards they talked to uh, Andy Reid, told Peter King is called Corn Dog. That was the name of that play. Same one uh, that Kadarius Tony had scored on before that. Um, which he gave credit to Eric Bieniemy as being the one to kind of figure out in that man coverage look uh, and scheme that the Eagles were doing inside the red zone that uh, it was that play call was going to be perfect and the guy was going to be wide open. It didn't happen once, but it happened twice. Love that Eric Bieniemy uh, was mentioned as one of the guys behind the scenes, of the guy behind the scene for that specific play uh, that got it done, scored two touchdowns on, it, including Sky Moore picking a great time for his first career touchdown uh regular season or postseason um, leo chanel he was credited with a one-yard sack of jalen hurts in this game recording his first career postseason sack and that leo chanel finished the game with six tackles four of which were solo including one tackle for loss to go along with the sack and this combining all the linebackers here but uh per next gen stats the chiefs linebackers uh, we're obviously active in the Super Bowl with Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and Leo Chanel each recording five defensive stops. There are 15 total defensive stops 
among the linebackers there is tied for the fourth most by a Chiefs linebacker unit in a game since 2016. So Nick Bolton, second-year player, Willie Gay, third-year player, uh, and then Leo Chanel all getting it done. Uh, as a rook- Then Leo Chanel, the rookie, getting it done for the Chiefs. And to round out the rest of the rookies, you know, Trent McDuffie um, had the one big play where he lost sight of the ball. Tough play, couldn't find the ball, as, as, didn't track it as well as A.J. Brown did for that big touchdown, but uh, made plays later in the game, especially in the run game. I thought Josh Williams, uh, rookie cornerback, made some phenomenal plays physically out on the edge uh, in run defense, um, especially early in the game. There were a couple of screens. I think one was to Devonta Smith where it felt like it could have been a really big play. But Josh Williams, physical, got off the block, made the tackle huge uh, in those moments. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. I know the Chiefs had a great day on the field, and I you know, listen. I had a great day off the field as well, thanks to uh, my friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Our friends at DraftKings had all the great Super Bowl action that I needed between props and game lines. Look, we're staring at a uh, at almost a triple digit unit up day. Uh, we're, we're, we're eyeing it down right now. They had some great plays. My octopus bet, huge. Huge gift for me on that one. You guys all laughed at me when I was talking about the octopus, but I it came through. Uh, good win for, for the hometown team. Uh, the octopus is a good one. And, and if you want these wins, just like I'm getting, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and uh, use code KCSN. You get the best odds on the best app using code KCSN by signing up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Good day, fellas. It's a good day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Uh, let's move on to number nine. Colin Saunders drops. Jalen Hurts for what should go down as one of the biggest plays in the game that I think is so many people have talked about it being so underrated that I think it's just properly going to be rated because Chiefs fans are great at paying attention. There's a lot of great 
uh, media people, people who cover the team that noticed it right off the bat. Um, but when Colin Saunders got his first career postseason sack and now has five and a half sacks in his career, um, and then with the game finished with two tackles, uh, one of which was solo in this one sack, but he had Colin Saunders had his moment, he had his play in which you saw a 300 plus pound defensive lineman, defensive tackle show his athleticism. We joke about Colin Saunders being the point guard in any basketball team. When you watch that play and that play is on every highlight reel, it should be talking about this Super Bowl. Uh, the effort and the athleticism that Colin Saunders showed in that moment, that was a first down play in which ended up losing a yard in which nobody was out there. Could have easily been a gain of 10, 15, 20 yards, if not more, had Colin Saunders not just displayed a level of athleticism that very few defensive tackles uh, can have. But that was the drive where the Chiefs were down by three. The Eagles were going to make it a two-possession game, and they ended up having to settle for a field goal just a couple of plays after that uh, play by Colin Saunders, which ended up being such a huge play in the game when you step back and look at how things kind of played out. Where the Chiefs held them to a field goal. They were down six, went down, got the touchdown, got the extra point, went back up, uh, and then they go back and forth and just, again, special performance in a moment from Colin Saunders that um, selfishly so happy for the dude um, as a player that some, not everybody, but some uh, wasn't, weren't sure that Colin Saunders was going to make this team going back to training camp. And we've got the receipts of, I know I said it, no other people on the network said it, that you can't replicate the kind of athleticism that he has by adding another young guy to stashing somebody on the practice squad and bringing it up. Colin Saunders has a unique skill set uh, that you can't fight at that position, and it was on display in the biggest of moments. And love that that dude got that moment for himself and for the team. All right, let's move on to number ten. Uh, another player that uh, GM Brett Veach can just take a bow on is one of the most impactful, if not the most impactful, uh, midseason pickup in Chiefs not only for Chiefs franchise history, but across the NFL. I'm sure there's guys like Odell Beckham from last year and some other guys who got picked up by teams who stepped up and made plays, but uh, this is exactly why Kadarius Toney was brought into the Chiefs. Yes, he caught the five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes on that little corndog play, that uh, same one that just a couple quarters later that um, Sky Moore scored on on the same play on the left side, but um, it not only was Kadarius Toney's first career postseason touchdown, um, but the bigger one was up by one point early in the fourth quarter. It was about 10 and a half minutes left. Chiefs defense forced their one and only three and out of the game. Up by one point at this time. And Kadarius Tony responded with the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. 65 yards to set up the Chiefs' next touchdown, extending their lead to eight points after the extra point. Now I know Eagles went down, scored, got the two-point conversion, tied it, and then Chiefs went down, kicked the field goal, and won the game. But Kadarius Tony's punt return is probably the biggest individual play of that entire game as far as just changing the momentum and changing what could have happened. Chiefs were in a good position there. But after that, it was like, okay, there's a very real possibility that uh, this thing's either going into overtime or the Chiefs are going to win. And then they orchestrated a beautiful four-minute drive to to cap the game off. Um, just chef kiss, perfect execution all the way around. And again, for Brett Veach, to trade a third round comp pick, which means after it's going to be after the hundredth pick, so you basically kind of have a high fourth rounder because uh, it's not just a normal third round pick; it's a comp pick at the end of it, and a sixth round pick for a player that made one of the biggest plays in the Super Bowl, helped achieve a Super Bowl, and caught a touchdown 
I think anybody that wasn't sure kind of downplayed what Kadarius Tony could do. He's always going to be injured and what kind of impact can he make? The Giants had given up on him. Chiefs took him and he made plays to help them win the Super Bowl. So again, Brad Veach, take a bow for that move right there. We talked about the rookies uh, that were part of this draft class, the move for Kadarius Tony, just everything hit. Uh, the decision to keep Andrew Wiley and lock him in at the right tackle position ended up paying off as Andrew Wiley paid. Played maybe one of the best games of his career, the best stretch going back to even last week in that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. His block on Sam Hubbard on the scramble that Patrick Mahomes ran out of bounds where he got hit by Joseph Asai and set up the game-winning field goal. Go back and rewatch that play now. You got some time this offseason. Watch Andrew Wiley's ability to hit a moving target in space against a guy like Sam Hubbard is the only reason that Patrick Mahomes had a chance to get around and make a play. Uh, anyway, let's move on to number 11, and that is that uh, Nick Bolton, I shouldn't take it all the way here to get to Nick Bolton, but his scoop and score uh, as he recovered a fumble from Jalen Hurts and returned it 36 yards for the touchdown. It was Bolton's first career postseason touchdown and his second postseason fumble recovery with both coming this year um, or this during the 2022 playoffs uh, with one fumble recovery for a touchdown in the regular season in which he went 86 yards. And that was at Denver on January 8th of last year. Bolton now owns three total fumble recoveries with two of them going for touchdown. It marked the Chiefs def- defensive touchdown in a postseason game. Bolton finished Sunday's game with a game high nine tackles, eight of which were solo and the one fumble recovery. Uh, again, that I just mentioned for a touchdown. And, you know, there was a lot on social media about he could have had two touchdowns. I personally, now that we can talk about this, if they had lost, I still would have had the same opinion, but it would not have been met as well. I don't think. Uh, as much as we got fired up about that game. But I do think it was the right call on the other one. I don't think he maintained possession. When you watch it live, didn't feel like that was a catch by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that would have really, um, really would have put the NFL in a bind. If Nick Bolton returns that for a touch, let me know in the comment section. If Nick Bolton had returned that second one for a touchdown and that had counted as a score, at what point do you consider giving Nick Bolton the MVP over Patrick Mahomes? Fun things that... Uh, we could talk about like in March, uh, right before free agency when it's just a bunch of rumors. Uh, but let me know in the comment section, how do you think that could have played out? Patch Baum still would have got the MVP of uh, Nick Bolton and returned that second one for a touchdown. And who knows what would have happened, but cool to think about. But phenomenal performance from Nick Bolton, special season uh, from Nick Bolton. I think you know, a couple of plays he actually made um, out in space on, you know, late in the game. There was one flip out there where he got out there pretty quickly and just stopped um, the Eagles. I thought the tackling... Uh, it was pretty good for the most part throughout the game. There's a stretch there in the second quarter, uh, the one quarter that the Eagles played really well um, offensively, that the tackling kind of took a, a backseat with some penalties and just some things that went wrong. They're jumping off sides, all that stuff that we don't talk about now, um, but it was really frustrating to watch at the time. All right, in number 12, the final thing from this game that stood out to me or that uh, Nuggets I want to mention. I haven't seen any of the local media um, talk about this yet. I'm sure it's coming out. I'm sure Coach Reed, if he hasn't already talked about it, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but it was the final game. Uh, we saw Chad Henney put out on social media that he's retiring, so he's going out on top, has Bud Light in his hand. So congratulations to Chad Henney on a uh, hell of a career uh, to, to kick around and be around as long as he did. And obviously the fact that he was kept around this long and not just what he meant when he got on there and played, but all the stuff he did behind the scenes for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just special. So congratulations to, to Chad Henney on a hell of a career ending with another Super Bowl. But uh, Barry Rubin 
uh, the long time, at least since Andy Reid had got to Kansas City, the strength and conditioning coach uh, for the Chiefs, spent 26 years in the NFL, a lot of those years with Green Bay. That's where he met Andy Reid, and then Andy Reid brought him to Philadelphia, and then when he came to Kansas City, Barry came to Kansas City. But that I uh, saw on, on Facebook um, that his wife had put out there a, an article saying that he was retiring and this was going to be his last game. Uh, but again, 26 years in the NFL and uh, Barry Rubin, I'd always talked to him about Joe Delaney. Uh, Barry Rubin played college football with Joe Delaney and knew Joe a little bit. And so every year on June 29th uh, on the anniversary of, of Joe Delaney's passing, I would do a story or talk to Barry or, you know, his college teammates about that. But Barry Rubin, thick New Orleans, Louisiana accent, but one of the best dudes that you'll ever meet and uh, very special for uh, really good people to go out on top in moments like that. And that's why last night was so special. I was getting tears in my eyes, uh, knowing guys like Matt McMullen and uh, you know, my friend Jordan Geisler and Anna Topkin and uh, all these phenomenal people at the Chiefs that I used to work with, that uh, obviously Mitch Holtis and uh, Dan Israel, all the guys at the radio network that I worked with, like just special moment knowing how special that is for them, the amount of time and effort and passion. Uh, these people put into these jobs that don't necessarily always get the credit when I'm talking about them all the time, but um, they're a part of it. And they are the ones that, whether it's, you know, getting us fired up for the game and making us feel connected to it um, and emotionally invested into it, uh, it's an art form. And these people are the best at it. It's a reason that we feel so special about it. So I'll get off my uh, soapbox here talking about that, but special congratulations to Barry Rubin on a hell of a career and going out on top. Uh, and not just Barry, but anybody else at the organization that I'm not familiar with um, is in terms of it being their last game or whatever. Uh, congratulations. What a what a way to go out uh, for Barry Rubin. But uh, congratulations to uh, everybody who was down there. I'm sure it was a hell of a memory. Uh, and it's going to be special on Wednesday when we all go to the parade. I'm hoping to take my son down there and create some more memories. Um, but appreciate everybody for hanging out. Appreciate everybody who's hung out with us all season. Uh, our draft content will start this later this week. At KC Sports Network, we're not slowing down at all, but we appreciate your support and everything that we've got going on. I uh, don't know how many more of these 10 things episodes we'll do. Uh, we sign free agents, things like that. I'll bring this show back, but please let me know in the comments. Uh, we want to continue to create different kinds of content by design here at KC Sports Network that uh, for different people. So uh, whether it's hit me up on social media, shoot me an email, um, you know, leave a comment in the YouTube section. Let us know if this style of content, this type of stuff, is stuff that you guys enjoy and you take something away from and we'll continue to adjust and try to give you guys the kind of content that you're looking for to distract you from work or, uh, you know, driving around town or whatever it is. But we appreciate you uh, more than you could possibly imagine for supporting what we got going on here at KC Sports Network. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll keep talking about this game for the next uh, couple of weeks, but we'll mix in our draft content as well. So uh, until then, See you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.